The Golden State Warriors are now 1-3 early into this season. They've trailed by 30 in all three of their losses. And now, Stephen Curry, broken hand, gone indefinitely. Before the season began, I actually made the Warriors one of my picks. I thought they would find a way with Steph, Draymond, D'Angelo Russell, Steve Kerr, their system, the addition of Willie Cauley-Stein, the return of Kevin Looney. I thought they had enough in terms of rotation players, even though they added some young pieces with that core, I thought they would be able to get into the eighth spot. My only concern was, obviously, durability. Obviously, the workload, the usage rate of Steph, Draymond, and D'Angelo Russell, in particular Steph. But this wasn't a workload injury, but it is a devastating injury to the Golden State Warriors. Now, you could put a spin on this. They do have a top 20 guaranteed pick, with which they will keep with the trade from the Nets. So moving forward, if this is a lost season, maybe they can reload with a lottery pick. Some people are already trying to make the comparison of what happened to San Antonio in 96, 97. David Robinson goes down, which is normally a 50-55 win team. He goes down. They're a lottery team. They get Tim Duncan. I'm not going to make that reach. I think what the Golden State Warriors will be able to do more realistically is Steph comes back at some point this season. They struggle, miss the playoffs, use that high draft pick, make some smart offseason free agent acquisitions, and they reload with a healthy Clay Thompson. They reload with that core of Clay, Steph, Draymond, and I think eventually they will, in fact, move D'Angelo Russell for another piece. So, no, I was wrong. I can't change my pick. I did pick them to make the playoffs, but no one can predict health. This has been a crazy start to this season. For the first week of a season, it's been as wild, as exciting, even emotional on some levels. Last night, Joel Embiid, Carl Anthony Towns get into it. I'm enjoying this season, but as a fan of the game, you hate to see one of the great players in the NBA, one of the great ambassadors of the game like Steph, go down. I hope he has a speedy recovery. I hope he comes back as soon as he's 100%. And I want to see him play once again at that MVP level. So Warriors fans, it's a tough time for you, but remember it balances out. You just went to five straight NBA finals. Your team won three titles. You've got a two-time MVP on your roster. You had a two-time finals MVP in Kevin Durant. You had a finals MVP in Andre Iguodala. I just think ultimately it wasn't meant to be for the Warriors this season. And it began with their offseason. Losing KD, trading Iguodala, Sean Livingston retiring. It was a lot. And now some kind of random injury to Steph. 
No, this isn't the Warriors season. But if you're a true fan of the Warriors, you've enjoyed the last five seasons. You've been the kings of the NBA. You've been the hunted and you've been the champions. And I really think with Bob Myers in that upper management, that core, that brain trust, the Golden State Warriors will reload and be once again one of the top franchises in the NBA. They will once again be one of the top contenders to win it all next season. Um, What was the surprise? And um, I was going to say that, you know, I picked, you know, when we used to talk about the book, you know, the book it. Right. And I picked and I booked it that Golden State wasn't going to make the playoffs. But I didn't think they was going to be this bad. Yeah, well, we were in total opposites on that one. I said they would make the playoffs. I thought with Steph, with Draymond, even though I don't think D'Angelo Russell is an all-star in the Western Conference, I still thought, let's just say he could duplicate his numbers in the East. I thought with those three, along with Collie Stein and Mooney, even though they would be shortchanged on the bench, I thought that that five would have been enough to get them an eighth spot. And granted, Mooney and and Collie Stein hadn't played, but in three of their losses, man, they were down by 30. By 30. And remember, the one win they got, that was against the Pelicans, who were down their two best players, Holiday and Zion. So I'm not sure how, you know, they're bad, but I'm not sure just how bad they are. And when, when Steph went down, they were down like 29. So I don't want people to think, had Steph been healthy? You know what? I'm just going to admit when I'm wrong. It, it seems like healthy or not, they were on the path to not making the playoffs. It's early, but they were the worst team, not, not just the worst team defensively in the NBA, but historically the worst team defensively in the NBA. And him getting hurt, it just puts them in a situation where it might be, it, you know, it's not a blessing. You don't never want your players to get hurt, but maybe it gives you time to go, okay, we need to have a plan to reset this because now you're talking about going into the draft and getting probably one of the higher draft picks mm-hmm. and maybe making some different free agent moves. And, because you're more in reset mode than win now mode, maybe you do go ahead and move D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, the um, the thing that the thing that kind of like surprised me, I, I you know I know when we was talking about the draft, when I was you know before before the ping pong balls and everything, I had told you I said I'd rather have R.J. Barrett. Than um design and uh, you know now that RJ Barrett's on the team, I had to admit, man, I, I thought he was going to be good, but I, I'd never been excited about a, a draft pick ever since um Patrick Ewing, man. Or maybe let me skip that back, or maybe uh, yeah, nah, you know what? Because I always thought Ross Strickland was going to be good. But to me, I know it's early. I know it's only about five games, man. But I really think the Knicks got their next star, man. I think they got they. I think they drafted their franchise player. 
I so you know there's tears levels to this. I look at Barrett and what I see is I already know he wants it. There's a thing, there's an it factor about guys who have talent. There's guys who have talent who do just enough, and there's guys who have talent who want it, who want to be the best, who want to be that dude. Barrett wants it. Do I think he's going to be a superstar? I don't know. He might. You might be right. I think at a minimum, worst case scenario, he's definitely an all-star. He's going to be an all-star caliber player. I already believe that. You know what? When we um when we used like kind of do like a kind of comparisons to him, you know, you kind of said he was like kind of hardenish and stuff like that. You know what I think? You know what I you know what I think I compare him to? You might you might disagree me disagree on me on this. I think he's Lamar Odom with some dog in him. That's an interesting comparison. Look, Odom, I remember all the talent in the world. Uh, he did win six men of the year once, but I thought I thought Odom for his talent. I thought he underachieved, right? Like mm-hmm. his talent said he should have been like a four or five time all-star. And you make a good point. As talented as Odom was, I never thought he did he definitely didn't have that dog in him. He he seemed like he had a little bit of crazy in him at times, but <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't sense he had that dog in him. I th- I thought Odom was one of those dudes, talent wise, could match up with anybody. Could've... He had the mentality of somebody that was content with being a third or fourth option. But yeah, I just... I, 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 but back to your point, I, I know what you're saying about Barrett. You can see that dog in him that he wants it. I, like I said, I think worst case scenario, he's an all star. <laughs> Best case scenario, he does take his game to another level. Because remember, this is just year one, and we're not even into year one. It was five games, man. And the Let's thing see. is, it, the thing you but, know, not to cut you off, the things that's so crazy. He's a he's a rookie. And Fizdale is already throwing him responsibilities that you wouldn't give a rookie, man. And and he's not he's not shelling away from it. And, you know, I'm like, wow. You know. I'm noticing about him and Kevin Knox is if you didn't know, like I and I told you this, you would think that Kevin Knox was the rookie and Barrett was a second or third year player. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's not a knock against Kevin Knox, because I still see the talent. And it's too early to say, you know, pull the plug on him. I think he's going to be good. But I think where he's going to find his lane at is Kevin Knox is comfortable with being the second or third option. Yeah. And that's okay. If that's his lane and that's who he is, that's fine. Because you already know Barrett wants to be that dude. So I like like the dynamic between the two. I just need to see more from Knox. And I uh, and I, I think you won't really see Knox until you, you you trade away the um, Dollar Tree Carmelo Anthony man. Oh, Mar- Marcus Morris. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On a championship team, Marcus Morris is your sixth or seventh man. Really good rotation player can can be very productive, but at times he shoots the ball. Like he's more than just that. Like he shoots the ball like he's the number one option. He's 
I like confidence. Don't get me wrong. I love confidence. I love the bravado and all that, but he needs to take a step back and realize that he's on this team to be more of a veteran presence. Yes, to help out, but this team isn't even built for him. He's he's a he's a plug in for right now. But you know and I know he's not part of their future. Mm-mm. I mean, to me, the first chance you get, you move him. Right. I feel you. What and... do you think about the situation in terms of the Knicks moving him and maybe making a deal for a point guard? Because obviously they're a team that's in desperate need of just a legit point guard. I'm not even talking about all-star, but just a very good, solid NBA point guard. I I, I think that um, they already scouring, you know, scouring potential trades right now. But I think you can't really make a trade to, like, December, right? Yeah. Well, you can make a trade. It's just a matter of who you're trading. Like guys that you got in free agency, you can't move none of them until December. Yeah, I I really think come December, um, Marcus Morris won't be a Nick. And guess what? Maybe that's his plan too. Maybe what he's doing is trying to audition for other teams, for contenders. Mm-hmm. Maybe he wants to stay in the East and – Instead of going back to Boston, well, he's not going to go back to Boston. Let's say maybe he, he could end up on Philly or the Raptors. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't rule that out. Look, Philly could always use more scoring, and the guy can score, and he does bring toughness. That would be interesting. And he's from Philly. <laughs> Let me give you props on this. You also said before the season, you thought Miami was going to be much better than Boston. Yeah, I mean, you know, I didn't even, you know, I even know that, you know, the the hero guy and the other guy that was gonna um, gonna excel. I just thought that, just like kind of like how Golden State lost a lot of they play, you know, a lot of their team and identity. I thought Boston lost a lot of they they identity. I mean. Okay, they lost Kyrie, but then in the same 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 time they lost Al Horford, they lost they lost Morris, they even lost Bain. I you know then I, I think nobody would argue, age not to cut you off, that Al Horford was the heart and soul of the Celtics. Would you agree? Yeah, like he he was the heart and soul, not the best scorer, not the best rebounder, but just rock solid. The, the glue guy, the leader of that team, their their rim protector, their their big that can stretch the floor. Al did everything for them because of Al, they could space the floor, and because of Al, and remember, as good a rebounder as Al was, their weakness even last the last couple of years was people used to kill them on the boards, mm-hmm. and they're gone now. Granted, so far Jason Tatum looks pretty good. Uh, Gordon Hayward looked looks closer to being the Gordon Haywood from Utah. Uh, I thought Jalen Brown had been playing well. They're playing pretty well. Um, Kimba had a great game last night, but he's still shooting under 40% from the season. I'm I'm still going to stick to what I said. I think the, the Celtics will make the playoffs, but I don't think, you know, every, every, t- every time a season starts, the goal is if you're a contender 
is to get to the conference finals and obviously get in the finals and win it all. Boston's not going to, they're not going to accomplish that. They're not good enough to go to the conference finals. I think, like I said, I think Justice Winslow found his lane as their Draymond Green. 15 points, eight rebounds, six assists. The only thing I would complain about with him is he needs to be a more efficient shooter. He's shooting 40%, actually under 40% from the field, 30% from three. He's putting up numbers, but he's got to shoot a little bit better. Then you get Bam averaging 16 points and 10 rebounds. I, I'm, I really like Bam Adebayo. Jimmy Butler, 21 points. And then they're bringing Goran Dragic off the bench, 19 points a game, 47% from the field, 40% from three. Myers Leonard, Kelly Olenek. The Heat go an easy nine deep. And, you know, when you're dealing with young players, I'm talking about Hero, I'm talking about none. The question isn't can they play? The question is can they sustain this? If they can sustain this and this is who they are, Miami's going to be a problem. Would you be willing to consider this? And I'm not saying it's going to happen. Consider this. Barring major injury, could the Heat end up being even better than Milwaukee? Mm. You know what? Uh, you know, I know it's the first couple of games. They might even right. be better than the Pacers. Let, and let's keep it 100. Let's remind everybody. Let, we, we, we need to start everything off with it's early. We're five games in. But I'm talking about teams establishing an identity, teams that are developing habits. And your talent is what your talent I think the Pacers are in pro- – th- th- their problem is they can't get Oladipo help- healthy. If you get Oladipo healthy and you put him with Brogdon, you've got one of the top four or five backcourts in all of the NBA on both ends of the floor. The problem is getting him healthy. Until then, they're going to struggle. And now they've lost Miles Turner for a few games. I think the Pacers – they'll be able to make the playoffs if they can just hang around 500. But right now, I, I don't know what type of team they're going to be because we haven't seen their best players on the floor together. So at the top of the East, it's still Philly. Even though we point out Philly's weaknesses, you and I both agree they need a little bit more depth and they need another shooter, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're talking about the Bucks, but like I said, I look at the Bucks roster. They have good NBA players. But in the playoffs, when it shrinks and it's about half-court execution and they take away your best guy's move or they triple-team Giannis, and Brooke Lopez isn't hitting the three. Eric Bledsoe right now, he's shooting 21% from three. Lopez is at 20%. When those guys aren't providing that space in the regular season, what makes you think they're going to provide that space in the playoffs? Mm, Oh, man, Mo, the way that you sounding kind of sounds like – 2021, uh, Giannis ain't signing that Supermax. If I'll say this, nobody can predict. You can only, like, you can give an educated guess. If Milwaukee takes a step backwards, obviously they lost in the conference finals. Actually, they lost before. Yeah, they lost in the conference finals. If they take a step back, 
and they don't even make the conference finals, no, he's not going to take that Superman. He's going to leave because I know he's loyal. He's not trying to go to a stack squad and all that. But at some point, you got to look up and go, do I want to be here another four or five years? Because he will have put in six or seven years. Mm. And and do I want to waste my prime waiting on them to add talent? Because the reality is most big name free agents are not coming to Milwaukee. Not because they don't want to play with him, but because they don't want to go to Milwaukee, point blank. I think if they take if they take a step back, if they regress in any way, he's absolutely going to bounce. Um, what team that kind of surprised me? I could say the Denver Nuggets because. Um... I thought they would be a little bit better than what they're showing right now. So you, in other words, you're a little bit disappointed, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you and I talked, and so when we were doing a preview and we were making predictions of where teams would finish, first thing we said was Denver has the talent to come out of the West. They have a, ta- they have the talent. I'm talking about one through ten. They can go ten deep to go on a run, almost Golden State-like. The only thing that's preventing that is they need Joker to be selfish and aggressive like a superstar, and they need either Murray, Harris, or Malik Beasley. One of those three has to separate himself from the other two and become a legitimate second all-star. Murray has all the talent in the world. He's an erratic player. He's so inconsistent. It's early, but right now he's shooting 41% from the field. Harris is at 40%. Barton is at 38. Malik Beasley is shooting the best at 45%, but he's not getting the minutes. If you're that inconsistent, how can I expect you to be that much better in the playoffs? You know what I mean? Like your habits, the, the habits that you develop throughout the year, those are the habits that you're going to take with you into the postseason. And right now, they still play like that young team that you and I are most concerned about. Mm -hmm. I thought having Millsap, having Torrey Craig there, and Mason Plumlee, three veterans, you're talking about two guys, 29, Millsap's 34, that would give them some leadership. Because remember, Murray's 22, Harris is 25, Joker's 24, Beasley, Grant, and Monte Morris are all 24. They're a young team. You see all the talent. You see all the depth. They, and they have every aspect you want. They got guys that are quick. They got guys that are athletic. They have a post game. They have the ability to shoot the three. They're, like I said, they already said, they can go 10 deep. And still, there's something about them where you go, nah, I don't see it. I don't see the Nuggets playing in the conference finals. I think they're going to be very good. But I don't think – you know what? I told you this before. Let me, let me go a little step further. As much as I like their young talent, I think they have to make a move. I think you might have to move somebody like Gary Harris, Barton, or maybe a combination of Jamal Murray and and Malik Beasley and go out and get a Bradley Bill. I think that's what Jokic needs. The Joker needs a second legit star. If that happens, the Nuggets would take off. Their problem is I think the other guys around him are just good enough to to where you think they have another level to them, but I'm not sure they do. 
Shout out to the Phoenix Suns and Coach Monty Williams. The Suns are 3-2. and two. They're playing meaningful basketball. I love the ball movement, the way it's being spread around. They're not putting everything on Devin Booker. I love the improvement of Kelly Oubre, 18 points a game, 6 rebounds, guard multiple positions. The Suns are 3-2, and two, playing well, and they're doing this without DeAndre Ayton, who's out for 25 games. Once he comes back, I expect them to play even better. This team is on the rise. Shout out to Damian Lillard. I think Dame is a legit MVP candidate, averaging over 29 points a game, 7 assists, 5 rebounds, 45% from the field, 33 from 3. I think those numbers will pick up. I also think once the Blazers role players start providing more support around him and CJ, the Blazers will be in contention in the West again. Next show, we're going to be talking about crossroads and also rookie expectations. Appreciate the listens. It's the cipher. Next time. 